welcome to a very special experimental episode of Bad Movie Sunday. I'm Amy. I'm Ashley. And uh, we have a special guest with us. We have Adva. Hi. Great to be back. (laughs) (laughs) You might recognize her voice from the Zoom episode or from I Hate Valentine's Day. Mm. And she is back today. Oh, this is your uh, second Valentine's themed episode. Yeah. Yes. Wow. (laughs) Love those (laughs) rom-coms. So we're going to do a little something special today. We decided to mix things up a little. So we're going to be playing a game on this episode. And basically, what we're going to do is Adva's favorite actor is Robin Williams. So throughout the episode, we're going to try to slip in as many names of Robin's... Robin's Williams? (laughs) Of Robin Williams TV shows, movies... All of his credits on IMDb, we're going to try and slip them in as subtly as we can. And then at the end of the episode, we're going to tally them all up and see who the champion is. And if you guys like it, then maybe we'll try it with some other guests or play some other games, stuff like that. Mm. So this is new, trying it for the first time, and we will see how it goes. Yes. So, Andrew, do you want to tell us what movie we're going to be talking about today? Yes, so I picked the movie Girlfriend's Day. It's pretty much about a greeting card writer who recently got divorced, I guess three years divorced, so not that recent. Um, (laughs) But since he's been divorced, he's been off his game and he can no longer write romantic greeting cards. Mm -hmm. Um, It's a big problem. So sad. Is there a reason that this one like called out to you? (laughs) Um, I liked the idea. It definitely has an interesting idea because... The summary also throws in some homicide in there, so I'm like, oh, <laughs> greeting cards and homicide? Like, what could go wrong, right? And this is a Netflix original. It's only an hour and ten minutes. That says it all. <laughs> but if you need a little more said about it, I do have a summary from IMDb. I've already, like, mentioned all the, the main points of the movie, greeting cards and murder. <laughs> but the summary says... In a city where greeting card writers are celebrated like movie stars, romance writer Ray used to be the king. In trying to recapture the feelings that once made him the greatest, he gets entangled in a web of murder and deceit as writers vie to create the perfect card for a new holiday, Girlfriend's Day, which is the name of the movie. (laughs) I never noticed that that's true, that in this kind of universe that they created for this movie, Greeting card writers? Like, everybody knows who they are. They're like, oh my god, are you Amy? You wrote that (laughs) one card two years ago. And I'm like, how would you know that? Yeah, because, like, on greeting cards, do they say who wrote them? I, not that I know of. No. And, like, the people in this movie are just like, oh my god, Ray wrote that one that says blah blah blah. And they can, like, quote them just, like, on command. And I'm like, dear wife, (laughs) dear wife, today's a big day. Signed, me. (laughs) And that could be for anything. Anniversary, birthday. See, even I could be a romance card writer. (laughs) Y'all, give me your best romance card. Make one up. Oh, no. Ashley, (laughs) get it. Today is insert holiday. (laughs) I feel insert feeling about it. So happy insert holiday to you. Insert name of person. You know, like a a Mad Libs. A Mad Libs type card. I like that. That, That's my pitch. (laughs) Adva, 
What about you? What's a, a nice, sweet little card? It's a romantic card? Any holiday you would like. Oh, oh, okay. I'm gonna throw in one of these movies. Okay. <laughs> Ooh, good Happy idea. Father's Day. <gasps> You're the greatest dad ever. Oh my god. Oh. World's greatest dad. That's good. <laughs> That's two in one? Okay, okay, we got up for a game, Ashley. Okay, cool. <laughs> get into the movie first or actually before we get into the movie we have a little drink as always and the drink that we have today is the bruised heart because he's kind of um a sad guy in this movie <laughs> and also he has a lot of bruises for most of the movie <laughs> and also it's kind of quote-unquote romantic so the bruised heart is a shot so what you need is half an ounce of vodka, half an ounce of Chambord raspberry liqueur, half of peach tree schnapps, and half of cranberry juice. And then you just um, pour all the ingredients in a mixing tin over ice, stir, and strain into a shot glass. Mm. And that is your bruised heart. And if you'd like, you can drink along to this podcast or drink along to the movie if you wanted to watch it yourself, but honestly, would not recommend. Yeah, it's like an hour and ten minutes, and I still would not recommend <laughs> this one. We also have a couple points for a drinking game that you can play if you want to drink along. My first point mm -hmm. for the drinking game is whenever Ray, the main character, yes. goes back to the bar. Oh, okay. That's a lot. I have every time someone gets punched. Ooh. My next one is whenever the landlord asks for rent. Ah, I have whenever someone reads a greeting card. Ooh, I have whenever someone tells Ray to write the card. Ooh, okay, my last point is related to that. I have every time there's a montage of him either getting ready to write something at his typewriter or writing something, which happens less. That still. was my next point. Oh, you got any more? <laughs> whenever Ray gets, like, dressed up to get ready to write a card. He does this thing where whenever he's starting to write a greeting card or like inspired to write a greeting card he puts on like a full piece suit he puts like a little flower in his lapel and he's like all ready yeah it's a whole process but he's like just in his messy apartment yeah he's not going anywhere. his really <laughs> shitty apartment you know what sometimes you gotta seize the day <gasps> oh my gosh seize the moment to write a card i'm so behind <laughs> <laughs> Adva, do you have any points for the drinking game that you want to add Maybe every time someone mentioned how great he was. Oh. Like, I kept hearing them say, oh, you were used to be the best, used to be the best. Mm, that's so, good. Yeah. They pack a lot of that into a, <laughs> into a 70 minute movie. All right, so now we're gonna break the movie down. We're gonna go scene by scene. There will be spoilers, so if you do wanna watch it, then watch it and then come back and listen to our thoughts. Um, but if you don't want to, then. We will go through it all, and we'll try to yell out drink whenever one of our points happens, but we might forget. And we're also going to try to play this little game. I almost forgot about it. <laughs> we are now... like two minutes in, and <laughs> Ashley is already forgotten. We're going to try to roast the movie. We're going to toast it. And we're going to have a lot of fun. So we hope you enjoy. Before we get into the, the breakdown... The main character of this movie, mm -hmm. I have to say, he's like a greeting card writer. Yes. But he's played by Bob Odenkirk, mm -hmm. who I thought 
Oh, oh, Ashley. Oh, I know that look on your face. Who? Who did you think he was? For about half this movie, I thought he was Job from uh, <laughs> Arrested Development, a.k.a. Will Arnett. Isn't, now, no offense to Bob Odenkirk, isn't Bob Odenkirk like 20 years older than Will Arnett? Probably. <laughs> I was still, the thing is, I was like, oh wow, Will Arnett's starring in this movie. But then like, as the movie went along, I was like, is it Will Arnett? I think it's probably Will Arnett. And I like never searched it up until I finished the movie and I was like, whoop, it's not Will Arnett. <laughs> they don't have like the same voice though, right? Oh, you're right. I Will Arnett. That. Oh, you know what? Bob Odenkirk is only like seven years older than Will Arnett. Mm. I was wrong. Uh, but Will Arnett has like a very, he's a deep Batman voice. <laughs> I can't do it because I have a very high voice. <laughs> But he has like a deep, You're and like right. the more you get into Arrested Development, the deeper his voice gets for some reason. That's fair. I bet, you know, to my, you know, very minimal defense, <laughs> I was sort of like back and forth, like not totally sure, a little doubtful that it was him. But I still, you oh. know, for a good half of the movie was like, oh, that's Willard. <laughs> a little, a little doubtful, a little doubt fire, a little <laughs> Mrs. Doubtfire. Like Better Call Saul, and oh. he was also in Fargo, so I oh. didn't me- mix him up with anyone else. Was he in Breaking Bad too? I think so. I haven't actually seen Breaking Bad. Oh, okay. <laughs> My guess is he's probably in there. Is is Better Call Saul like a spinoff of Breaking Bad? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Like you should see Breaking Bad first. Okay. <laughs> I won't see either of them, but thank you. <laughs> so, um, not Will Arnett. What's his name? Bob, Bob Odenkirk. Or in this movie, Ray. Okay. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> we can call him Bob if that's easier for you. <laughs> okay. Or we can call him Job if that's easier for you. <laughs> I don't know anyone's name. If you've, uh, if this is your first episode, you might be a little confused. I have, like, face blindness or something. Speaking of Arrested Development, <laughs> you're that guy with the face blindness. I, like, can't tell people apart. <laughs> Um, can you, can I do it till I need glasses? That's apparently one of the titles. <laughs> that one you don't have to give it to me because that didn't really make sense. But <laughs> maybe you do need glasses. You know what, maybe, maybe I do. Maybe I should go see some LA doctors. Oh, okay. <laughs> I got one, I'm good now. <laughs> At the end, we're gonna have to August rush to get most of these in. Ooh. <laughs> that was not good. <laughs> you know what? You know what would have been better if you mentioned doctors and I said Patch Adams, but I saw that too late. Okay, let's get into this movie. Okay. It's such a short movie, but uh, we're going to be talking about literally everything else. So, the main guy is a greeting card writer, except in like the first two seconds, he immediately gets let go of the place that he was working at because he like sucks at writing, I guess. Yeah, he has a writer's block. He can't write any good cards anymore, but uh, they used to like look up to him. He used to be like the best. They compared him to this guy, Taft, mm-hmm. who also used to write at the same place, but then Taft left so he could work on his novel. But yeah, Ray gets fired. And he's with all of his shitty work friends that are like, don't have any personality whatsoever. Yeah. 
Honestly, they could have been taken out of the movie and there would have been no difference. Yeah. <laughs> and then later he's at a bar, like, drinking, and he runs into a co-worker out of the blue. <laughs> oh, he's at a bar? Drink. <laughs> and I, I don't know, I guess, like... Oh, that was Taft. That, that he, was Taft? That he ran into. Yes. Okay. And he's like, how's your novel going? And Taft is like, you know, I'm up to three. And he's like, three chapters? And he's like, not nah, three words. <laughs> I thought, because the way he worded that, right, mm-hmm. he was going to be like, he's like, oh, like how many, you, you got to be at like 200 pages or something. How many are you at? And he's like, oh, I'm at three. So I'm like, that infers three pages. Three pages. Yeah. But he's like, no, words. That's cool. <laughs> three is good. Eight is enough. <laughs> <laughs> so quick on these. <laughs> you got to catch up, man. <laughs> Also, the company that they work for, or he used to work for before he got fired, is called AAAAA Greeting Cards. That's five A's. And every time Bob Odenkirk says it, it's like he forgot how many A's there are. He's always like, A-A-A-A-A. <laughs> <laughs> like, he's counting in his head, like, A-A-A-A-A. <laughs> I think that's just funny. Also, my dad pointed out, he's like, that's probably so they would be at the beginning of the phone book. Because they go in alphabetical. Clever. I made my dad watch this terrible movie with me. (laughs) Now he's disowned me. (laughs) So later that night, we have like a little uh, dream sequence where like you think it's real for a sec, but then he like, he's in his apartment, right? And he like walks into another room. Or he does that thing where he has to get ready to start writing, take a drink. (laughs) And, uh, yeah, and then he walks into another room. Where he hears, like, a little bit of some kinky noises going on. <laughs> He's like, ooh, what's, what's happening there? And he walks in on um, like, a blonde girl, who I guess is his wife, getting boiked by a dude in an owl costume. First I was like, is that Mothman? Did they find him? Straight out of the birdcage. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just an owl costume. And then a second later, he wakes up, and you realize that it was a dream. He's, like, at his desk, because he has... I was gonna say because he has insomnia, but that's not... That's the opposite of, of that. So that's not right. And also, like, when he wakes up, I guess he, like, does something. He cuts his hand on glass or something, because he, like, cuts a tendon in his finger, which is why he can't write anymore after that or something. Right. He has a picture of his ex-wife on their wedding day on his desk and he breaks the glass on the picture frame Mm, and that's that's what it was i don't know why he kept that all this time (laughs) okay but the thing about the mothman thing he looks like mothman i'm just gonna call him that (laughs) hallucination dream sequence is that like why didn't he have any more like that yeah well we found out that eventually the guy who is with his wife now, is an owl drawer, right? So yeah. we kind of connect the draw dots of maybe he's not just crazy, he was just imagining yeah. <laughs> what their sex is like. Yeah. But, um. <laughs> so you're right. So the guy who draws this optimistic owl series of cards or writes them, he's the new husband of Bob Odenkirk's ex-wife. Yeah. But, like, it fucks him up a lot still, even though they've been broken up for years now. So I feel like if you're gonna have a weird mothman-looking guy in an owl suit, then you might as well go all out with this weird fantasy realism thing and have it 
come back a bunch of times to show, like, how fucked up he is over this whole situation. Yeah. Also, the whole world is, like, a weird fantasy realism <laughs> thing in that card writers are, like, famous people, and, like, this is, like, a detective noir kind of thing. So, like, it wouldn't yeah. be out of place to have it, like, Donnie Darko, Birdman-style thing mm. where there's just an animal following him around and judging him and stuff. That would be interesting, yeah. actually. I have a point for later, but I'll uh, say it now. You mentioned... L.A. Noir. I noticed that the music for this movie was like old-timey detective music. Yeah. I thought that was, you know, I have very few good things to say about this movie, <laughs> but that was an interesting touch, I thought. I actually kind of liked, I thought that the music fit very well with the rest of the movie. I did like the music, but I didn't like the visuals were so, they looked like The Office or like Office <laughs> Space where they were like just very gray. Yeah. And that worked for like the first five seconds of the movie where he's in an office, but then after five seconds he gets fired and he's not usually in that office. Yeah. And it works for The Office, the yeah. show and, <laughs> and whatever, because they're always in that office and that's what they do every day and it's like monotonous and it's, it's gray and beige and all of that. But because this is, like, trying to be noir, they should have had, I feel, more of, like, a, a contrast. So, like, the light scene should have been lighter and the dark mm. scenes should have been darker and they should have had, like, dimmer lighting. Like, you know, like, what you imagine when you imagine noir, yeah, 40s yeah. police stuff. I liked that the music was kind of noir music that fit with the detective-y thing that they were going for, but I didn't think that they pushed the L.A. Noir theme quite enough. Mm. It was kind of in it like, oh yeah, I guess this is kind of detective-y, but like, I, I thought they could have gone further with that. Like, there's an episode, of, have you guys seen the Black Mirror episode that's like all black and white? No. Oh, there's an episode like that, and it looks, because it's like in an apocalyptic setting, and like, Ooh. it's very, so it, it fits and it looks nice, and they could have done this for this movie too, but like, you know what? If you want to have a beige palette, go right ahead, my friend. <laughs> so we have a little bit of a time jump here after Ray gets fired and has his weird dream. He's not doing so well after that. Um, one Saturday morning, he gets up and he can't pay his rent. So we have this li weird little thing that only comes into play like uh, one or two other times where the landlord makes him take care of his nephew. Yeah, the, land, the landlord rent. just is like, he just lets his nephew go off with this random man <laughs> yeah. that lives in his building. And I'm like, oh, okay. Does he have any toys that he can play with? Does he, is he going to watch Aladdin with him? No, they watch that bum show. Yeah, they watch that <laughs> bum show where the bums are like fighting each other. <laughs> Now they go on the swings, though. That's sweet. Right? I guess so. And then they're in the park and some lady is crying for no reason. And then the kid is like, why is that lady crying? And he's like, I don't fucking know. But they have the best of times together. Okay, now we're getting it. Which, like, I just, that was weird. That, that first of all, why are you going to leave, like, someone, the, a little kid that's related to you? With some guy that you know is not responsible because he yeah. doesn't pay his rent. Oh, that's a good point. <laughs> and then around this time, I don't know exactly what scene, but the mayor declares a new holiday, Girlfriend's Day, and he announces this competition for all card writers, like who can make the best card for Girlfriend's Day. Mm -hmm. But he's like, he doesn't mention like a prize or anything. Yeah. Does he? <laughs> no, I don't think so. So like, why would it? Just fame. <laughs> Just fame. 
I having gu- I the guess so. best card for girlfriends. Day. I guess so. And he also doesn't allow professional writers to be in this competition. Yeah, only new writers. Did and say then, that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh. Only retired or or new. Coming. Yeah, because yeah. <laughs> they want to get more fame spread out. Hmm. I mean, he's kind of. <laughs> Retired, sort of, right? Yeah, that's why he can do it. Oh, oh, I never picked up on that. (laughs) Only the old dogs can do it. Oh, (laughs) Oh, gosh. He's got to seize the day on this opportunity. (laughs) He's going to be everyone's hero if he can get this card done. Robin Williams was in Everyone's Hero? Was that a baseball movie? I have no idea what that <laughs> He was uh, in an uncredited role. Oh, okay. Everyone's here. Yeah, it is a little baseball. Jake T. Austin of Wizards of Waverly Place fame is Jake. in this. Okay, interesting. Damn. Did not know that. <laughs> also, uh, about this Girlfriend's Day thing, his old boss who fired him gives him, like, this shady-ass job to uh, write... A romance card for this competition, I guess, with the word girlfriend in it. And he's, like, all ex- excited to write it. But he's got mega right. He's got what? Writer's block. Okay. There's this one scene where he's, like, sitting in his apartment. Doing that thing again. Doing that thing again. That thing you do. No, but I'm like... kidding. Robin Williams wasn't in that thing you do. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, they have this moment where like he's trying to write but he can't write because like all the sounds around him are like too much or kind of over- overwhelming him by that like that scene in that war movie what was it good morning vietnam <laughs> <laughs> no apocalypse now <laughs> that was cheap but <laughs> <laughs> also can i just in the scene where the tv news people or whatever announce that girlfriend's day is going to be a new thing one of the main dude's old co-workers at the bar with him is just, like, doing slam poetry. Oh my god, that <laughs> scene reminded me of 22 Jump Street. It was just nonsense. It was yeah. like, you know, Cynthia. <laughs> Cynthia. Jesus died for our Cynthia's. <laughs> Jesus cried. Runaway bride. <laughs> Why do you have this memory? I, I don't know. No, no reason whatsoever. <laughs> I'm not sure if we've mentioned this before on a, on a podcast Oh, I before, hope we didn't. But um, <laughs> in high school, Amy was the slam poetry master. Oh, my God. The year after, I came back, after I graduated, to judge the slam poetry competition. And then one of the guys performing, who had a really good poem, he was like, Oh my god, do you remember that poem last year? What was it? Like, 99 Problems? And I'm like, yeah, I I wrote that one. And she said, oh my god, that's how it felt. I bet that's how these greeting cards <laughs> people feel when, when they get recognized in the bar. I was oh. like, nice. <laughs> you famous in the slam poetry I guess student so. world. <laughs> yeah, that that was uh, not as good as 22 Jump Street, though. <laughs> Um, so the slam poetry guy, actually, that's a good drinking game point, because he does it a couple times, mm. oh, I think. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, but he's, like, trying to hook him and Ray up with some girls. They, like, get to talking, flirting a little. But Ray's, like, super bitter and mm. just, like, drives them away. He's, like, not ready for romance again yet. Because, as I mentioned, he has an ex-wife that he's kind of still hiding over. 
So in the next scene, he goes to his ex-wife's house, pick up a cat that they share custody of. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and this is where we meet the guy that she left him for, which is the guy that draws some, like, owl cartoon cards. He said he doesn't even like cats or something. Yeah. I think he just wanted to see her, like, every other week or whatever. Yeah. I think that's what it was implying. Yeah. Every six months or so. And then, speaking of the owl card thing, later he goes back to the bar, take a drink, and he meets Jill, and she has, like, a owl tattoo, like the the owl that's on the card. Yeah. And she's like, oh, do you like this owl thing? And he's like, um, no, not really. No, but the thing with that, it, I, or, I thought it was, because he was talking in an earlier scene about, um, the, he hates these owl cards because Mm. the guy that drew them is the guy that stole his wife. wife. (laughs) So he was talking about some defacements of it that he'd seen on, like, cars and graffiti and stuff of, like, a picture of that owl, but, right. like, someone pissing in his mouth or something. <laughs> and I thought that was the tattoo that the girl he meets in the bar, Jill, oh. had. So he yeah. was like, oh, damn, I like your tattoo. Oh, okay. okay. I was confused because she had the tattoo and I thought it was just a normal owl, but then mm. later she's like, oh, I fucking hate these cars. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm glad I'm doing this podcast with you guys because... I'm glad you're summarizing it for me. <laughs> I missed so much, I feel, in this movie. I blinked and I missed something. So oh all the important parts were centered around a few seconds. Yeah. And then, so like, it'd be really long, nothing would happen, and then you'd blink and then something happened and you missed it. And so that was sad. Yeah. <laughs> like, most of this stuff happens in the second half, and the first half is just like nothing. It's about greeting card writers which is about as interesting as you think it would be a movie about greeting card writers. And then in the second half, all of a sudden, there's murder. There's, like, a whole case going on. And they only gave themselves, like, half an hour to, like, give you the clues for the case and wrap the case up. I thought it was going to go kind of like a little supernatural when he had that dream about the owl thing. And I was like, ooh, where's this going? Yeah. But it just wasn't going anywhere. No. Yes. Did they do absolutely anything with the owl? Ooh. Nope. Damn. <laughs> you know, that made me the angriest man in Brooklyn. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> so now that he uh, met this girl, Jill, who hates the same owl that he hates, <laughs> she like doesn't like optimistic people, and he's like, me too. <laughs> um, they kind of bond. She knows his cards off by heart for some reason. Yeah. Um, so he's like inspired now because he found this girl that he really likes. So he goes home. To write something um, in his usual way. <laughs> oh, he does that thing. Take a drink. But also, this scene is a little different because he has a weird montage, like overlays of stuff that people have told him thus far in the movie. Like, oh, you're an alcoholic. But like, they play that audio while he's drinking, and I'm like, it was a bit on the nose, to be honest. Like, we can see that. <laughs> we know that he's pining over stuff that people have said. You don't have to put that uh, those audio clips in there. There's a lot of, like, telling and not showing in this movie. Like, the alcoholic thing, like, when they first bring that up, he's at the bar, and one of his co-worker, ex-co-workers is, like, talking to him, and he's like, how did you know I'd be here? And she's like, because you're an alcoholic. If you said, because you're here every night, we would have gotten the image that he's an alcoholic. Yeah. <laughs> also, the alcoholic thing is not really, like, a hurdle to get over or, like, 
something impeding his life in any sort of way whatsoever. It's just like, oh, he is? Oh, okay. Like, and I think they're trying to make it like he's a detective in a noir thing. And detectives, like, smoke a lot. They drink a lot. Blah, blah, blah. But he's not a detective. He's a greeting card writer. <laughs> so if he's an alcoholic, it doesn't have quite the same effect of making him look cool. Yeah. It makes him look just defeated and like grumpy a all the time. Yeah. <laughs> makes him... Give me a second. It makes him what? It makes him... <laughs> it makes him what? I just, I just had it. It makes him... It makes him what? It makes him... It makes him what? I don't know. I can't find it. <laughs> you didn't have anything, Jacob the Liar. <laughs> so the next day, he runs into Jill at the card store where she works. Uh, they, like, bond a bit more. He's kind of, like, wants to ask her out, but is kind of stuttering about it. And she she uh, kisses him and goes for it. So mm-hmm. now they're together now. She's a very upfront person. Yep. That's it. That's all the romance she needed from a romance card writer. (laughs) And that was the thing, like, he was talking to his ex-wife when he was picking up the cat. And he's like, uh, by the way, it's been three years, but I haven't asked you this already. What happened between us? Like, why'd you go? (laughs) And she's like, because you're not very romantic. She's like, you're a romance card writer. And he's like, yeah, I never took my work home with me. (laughs) Whatever, I don't care about this fucking guy. (laughs) He, like, makes no effort to do anything with his life. So it's very hard to, like... Because I think three people in this movie ask him to write one card. (laughs) They ask him to write maybe 15 words total. Mm -hmm. And he's like, uh... Nah, I don't I don't wanna do that. Actually. I'm not I'm not gonna do that. They're like, but we're gonna give you lots of money. And he's like, Oh, yeah, no, I'm not I'm not gonna do that. And they're like, but we're gonna kill you if you don't. And he's like, Oh, yeah, no, no, I'm not I'm not gonna do that. No. <laughs> so like all of this stuff happens to him, but he's very static in like his life and I'm like, okay. This isn't really going anywhere. This whole plot is, like, yeah, not anything. I think he uh, he may need to see a shrink. Oh, there we go. He's been through. Maybe uh, he'll have some awakenings Ooh. in his life. <laughs> I don't know. With this new girl, it seems like he is going to seize the day. Ooh. Oh. <laughs> okay, we're getting I mean, He's turning enough. his life around. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> You know what? Maybe he'll uh, go to Club Paradise. Ooh. If you know what I mean. <laughs> With the new girl Jill? He's in the face of love. Right. <laughs> so later, Ray goes back to the old office that he got fired from at the beginning of the movie, um, like late at night, to collect his stuff that mm. I guess he didn't collect for like months after <laughs> he got fired. Oh, yeah. Um, and he hears a noise. When he's, like, collecting his stuff. And he's like, hmm, I should investigate that. <laughs> like every white person in a <laughs> horror movie. <laughs> so he, by the way, when he, like, goes to investigate, he's going down, like, three floors of stairs. He's going through a whole bunch of Like, how did you hear that noise? Boy? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's going on Disney's math quest with Aladdin. <laughs> <laughs> but And when he finally gets to the source of the noise, it's, 
his old co-worker, I think. It's, it's yeah. that guy that they were all looking at to Taft, Taft. The guy who was writing the novel, three words of the novel. <laughs> and he, death to Smoochie. <gasps> he is dead. Oh. <laughs> or he's dying or something. He got stabbed. He got stabbed. Ray is like, oh shit. But uh, he can't leave because he gets knocked on the head and he passes out. And uh, Taft's last words were something like, I love you. <laughs> And Ray was like, I guess I feel very strongly about you too. <laughs> Dang, what a rejection. Imagine dying and being rejected is the last thing before you die. I thought Taft was like sending him a message or something. Me too. But no, nope. <laughs> he just had strange, very uh, emotional last words. <laughs> I thought he was like telling him like a card, like yeah. the card that he was going to write for this competition. Like, I love you. And then he just dies. Yeah, I thought it was going to be like, you don't have to like overthink it too much. Yeah. Just keep it simplistic. All you have to write is, I love you. But, uh, nope. <laughs> he was like, whoa, I don't love you. <laughs> Peace. Happy death. <laughs> so then when uh, Ray wakes up, he's in his apartment. And there's a detective, a big detective guy. He looks kind of like a detective from Fargo. I, he looked a little bit like I recognized him, but also not. Like, a lot of the people in this movie, I'm like, oh, I know them. And then I look them up, and I've never seen anything on their IMDb. Oh, yeah. They're like C-list <laughs> act versions of A-list actors. Mm-hmm. Um, this guy looked a bit like a secret agent. Oh. Oh, that's very good. <laughs> the detective thinks that Ray is the one that murdered Taff. Yes. And he's like, I'll get you off this murder charge if you write a girlfriend's date card. And again, Ray is like, oh, no. <laughs> I don't I don't think so. But like, thanks for the offer. Mm-hmm. But I'd rather uh, go to jail. <laughs> um, also, just to uh, be clear here, the detective is the one that killed Taft, right? Because he like had the bloody shirt. He was like, oh, if this oh. gets out... So he was trying mm. to frame Ray, right? I honestly did not know. He, he was definitely trying to frame him. I don't know if he's yeah. the one who yeah. killed him or not, but yeah. it's not an important part of the story. Either yeah. he or someone he's working with tried d- did the kill. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. it was revealed a little later on that the detective is working for the bad guy of the movie, and the bad guy is the one that killed Taft, so I guess I thought, like, oh, did the detective kill him? Anyway. Yeah, yeah that's confusing. Fair. That's fair. <laughs> This is homicide, guys. Life on the street. Ooh. <laughs> also, one of the, the things that the detective says is um, when he's talking about, like, where he's like, oh my god, what happened to Taft? And the detective is like, he was killed to death. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> this movie has some good lines, but I don't think they make up for the plot holes that yeah. are in the rest <laughs> of the movie. Anyway, from this point on, this is like the second half of the movie. The first half is completely different than the second half, which is now a murder mystery, noir, thriller type yeah. thing. Ray is now at the funeral of Taft, the guy that just died, and he finds out that Taft was also writing a card for Girlfriend's Day. So he's like, there's a, you know, Shane Dawson. Oh, conspiracy. Conspiracy. Going on here. <laughs> And later, Ray gets knocked out again by two other goons who take him to this guy, Gundy, who is supposedly the brother of the guy 
in charge of the card he's supposed to write, who's been, like, threatening him. And uh, Rey's like, what's up, man? Uh, can your brother, like, leave me be? And Gundy's like, no, sorry, my brother does what he does. He's like, um, what you're gonna have to do, Ray, is write a card for this <laughs> girlfriend's day. And Ray's like, oh, of course, uh, no, <laughs> I will not do that. But like 15 words of my life, no, no, I will not do that. Bye. Uh, so now everyone like wants him dead. Yeah. And they also want the card from him because apparently he's like the best card writer ever. Then he goes on a date with Jill at her house and then the boy. And after that, he feels super inspired because he's in love now. And he actually writes the card. And he time. does that little thing where he gets prepared and he actually writes it. <laughs> but he decides he's not going to give the card to the detective. He's not going to give it to Gundy. He's not going to give it to his old boss. He's just going to give it to Jill. Because he got this advice or something. It's like, don't write a card for anyone. Write a card for one person. For someone. For someone. Yo, that right. was dead-ass good advice. That was though. good advice. That was like the only good part of this movie. That... <laughs> Only thing that I learned. Dude, I'm gonna take that advice. <laughs> you gonna write a card now? <laughs> oh, I'm getting into the greeting card industry. You gonna be famous? Yeah, man. <laughs> so he goes to Jill's house to give her the card. And she's like, yeah, this is like not a good time. Actually, you should leave like right now. And he's like, no, but I wrote you this card. And he gives it to her and she reads it. And she's like, oh, shook. And we don't know what the card says. And then the door opens a little more, and the detective is there. And he's like, let me see that. And he reads it, and he's, like, shook. <laughs> and then these two fucking henchmen or something, <laughs> Gundy's henchmen come, and they're like, give us the card. And Ray just fucking, like, burns it in the fireplace. And they're like, oh, my God, we can't read this card because it's, like, crispy now. <laughs> One of you better tell me, like, what it said. Wait, did anyone catch who these guys were? Because I didn't. I didn't understand who the guys with the shotgun were. They I, were elitists like... and believe. No, they weren't elitists. They were the opposite of elitists. <laughs> <laughs> they just, like, worked for Gundy, right? They worked for Gundy? Okay. I think so. Okay. Because at the end, like, they're, yeah. like, kidnapping them, and then Gundy comes out. Okay. Like, hey, boss, how's it going? Yeah. Um, so I guess I work for it. Anyway, so <laughs> they say to Ray, like, hey, tell me what that card says. And he's like, I don't remember. And then they're like, but you just fucking, like, had it in your hand. Like, you just read it. He's like, I can't tell you. And then they say to Jill, like, hey, tell me what that card says. Actually, they don't even say it to Jill, right? No. And the thing is that the reason why Ray burns the, the greeting card was because he realized that Jill betrayed him. And she was, like, in on this whole thing mm. the whole time, I guess. Or right. they recruited her at some point. I, yeah. The thing about that is both Jill and the detective read the card at that point. Mm -hmm. But the two henchmen who could have asked them both did not ask them what the card said. Like, the detective would have said because they're all working for the same people. It's this whole conspiracy thing. <laughs> But then they didn't ask him. Instead of like asking, like, "Hey, what did that? What did the five fucking words on that card say?" Um, they kidnapped them. Yeah. <laughs> and later, or like you know, in a couple seconds, Ray kind of like t turns the what's the expression? Turns the the door. <laughs> Opens the door. 
What are you trying to say? Let me reword. What is the definition of what you're trying to say? Raya. Turns the tables? Turns oh, the tables. Okay. Very much. Nothing to do with doors. <laughs> Ray turns the tables on Jill a little bit. He's like, well, why are you guys asking me? She read it. She would know. But Jill has this like one kind of redeeming thing where she's like, I'm not going to tell you because I'm team Ray now. <laughs> I guess. Which was like, but I don't like, know if I take that. Also, but. at this point, he's tied up in a chair and she's just chilling on the couch. Yeah. And these two henchmen are like, oh, we're going to torture you, blah, blah. Let's give him like a paper cut. Like, where's the nastiest? Oh, yeah, Let's that give was him, like, the worst his part. And I'm like, what the fuck are these two like idiot goons trying to do? So what Ray is saying in the moment is like, hey, how about instead of like paper cutting my eyeball, you just ask this fucking girl like <laughs> what it said on the card. But she's like, no. But the options are for her to say what's on the card or for him to get a paper cut on the eyeball. So is she really Team Ray if she's going to let that happen? That's a fair point. <laughs> he kind of gave her permission. Yeah. yeah right? Yeah. <laughs> huh. You're right. She's not. I don't think she was tied down or anything. No, she was just chilling. <laughs> oh, that's cool. And then um, Gundy comes in. And he has this whole villain-ass monologue that he gives. And I don't remember a word of it. He was like, I was the bad guy all along. My brother doesn't know shit. <laughs> he doesn't know Jack. Oh. <laughs> and he reveals... So, in the first scene with Gundy, when uh, Ray goes to his house and he's, Gundy's just, like, fucking eating, he's like, Hope you don't mind watching me eat. In the background, there's this little girl, like, on a horse or some shit. I don't know what little rich girls do. It's his daughter, right? Yeah. And and you think it's his daughter and oh. his granddaughter. But then it's revealed it's Jill's daughter. That he just, right. like, took from her. Yeah. Or adopted that, or something. Yeah. Right. Now that you're saying that, make, that definitely is true. Uh-huh. <laughs> so to be fair, all this happened in, like, the span of, like, seven seconds. So <laughs> yeah. it's very hard to take in. But, like, in the first... 20 minutes of the movie, absolutely nothing happened. <laughs> so then Gundy tries to straight up shoot Jill. And then he, first he like, oh, Jill's a whore for some reason. And then these two henchmen are like, don't call her a whore. And they <laughs> shoot Gundy. And I'm like, what That's why I was confused on who they work for. Because right. if they work for Gundy, why did they shoot him? But like, they just, I don't, honestly don't know. <laughs> yeah. They have this thing where they don't like anyone to think they're better than anyone else. So by calling Jill a whore, Gundy's like being demeaning to Jill and thinking he is better than Jill, Mm -hmm. which these two henchmen who work for Gundy do not like. So they're like... So they betrayed their boss. They betrayed their boss. Like their morals are like (laughs) over (laughs) their loyalty to their boss. Mm -hmm. So they shot him. He's dead. I guess. He ain't gonna have no more awakenings. Oh, no more happy days. <laughs> so all that happens, and it's supposed to be a big deal. I don't know what happens, because it was like five seconds long, <laughs> as we said. Mm, and then in his voiceover, he's like, after all that, after Gundy, you know, gets killed, and after Jill apparently has a daughter and betrayed him, and everyone tried to kill everyone, he almost got a paper cut on his eyeball. <laughs> after all that... He gave up what the card said. And I'm like, why? And there wasn't even any negative 
thing that happened because of, he was just like gave it up and he's like yeah everyone liked like, it it was a big hit after Sick. Gundy died like they got through all the yeah. bad stuff yeah he could have like gone away with the card with nobody knowing except yeah. Jill and him and the detective but then he's like oh yeah no you're right I'm just gonna give it up now <laughs> what so apparently he, he almost got his eye like paper cut he <laughs> yeah. couldn't give it up and now he's like sure Whatever. This guy is so fucking stupid. <laughs> this whole movie is so stupid. And then I guess he wins the card competition um, because that's in the, the end. final cut. Ooh. Oh, <laughs> he almost got a final cut on his eyeball. Oh, too. <laughs> that that maybe was a better place to use, <laughs> use that movie. <laughs> Uh, because at the end there's a montage of everyone getting Girlfriend's Day cards. Mm-hmm. As and everyone was so happy. It was really confusing because not only females yeah. got cards and also not only adults Girl. got cards. Right? Yeah. There's a lot of like, the kid got a card, the little boy. It was so weird because like the boy gave a card to his mom. <laughs> right. Girlfriend's Day oh. card. Exactly. And then uh, one of Ray's friends... Apparently, he has, like, a boyfriend or a husband or something, and he gave his boyfriend a girlfriend's day card. I think in the, the news segment uh, near the beginning middle-ish where they w- were announcing that girlfriend's day was going to be a thing, they were like, oh, we're going to have this new holiday where it's, like, girlfriend day. So, like, a friend that's a girl. Oh. And I'm like, that's cheap, but whatever. <laughs> Uh, and but, they were like, yeah, like, we're gonna, you know, just give a card to a girl that you appreciate. But that still doesn't work for that couple that was two guys, because yeah. neither of them are girls. And it doesn't really work for a son giving it to his mom, because are they friends? <laughs> <laughs> also, that's, that's just his of... mom! And that's also, like, what Mother's Day is about? Yeah. And then, uh, you have Father's Day. Yeah, your Father's. <laughs> Why don't they have a Boyfriend's Day? Because that sucks, because that couple that was two guys... You can't give a card on that because neither of them are girls. But if it was two girls in a relationship, they could both give cards. Yeah. That's unfair. Also, they already have Valentine's Day, which is what this is, except for everybody who has someone. You know what? It's so stupid. <laughs> it's kind of Christmas, but with cards and no presents. Yeah, Merry Friggin' Christmas. <laughs> Damn, I can't believe I didn't get that. Is that what you were setting it up for? Or? No, but I mean, I set it oh. up for you. <laughs> it was well, just an you, observation. Man. Slam dunk. <laughs> Kobe can't uh, dunk that ball if no one passes it to him. Oh. So thank you. <laughs> well, yeah, he couldn't leave the card as the big white. The big white. He couldn't leave the card empty as the big white. So he had to give what... <laughs> The card info was it was just his card writing destiny. Mm, I know it doesn't make much sense for the (laughs) storyline, but he had to. It was card writing destiny. Yeah. And then I was thinking, like, what if he wrote a card that's like applicable to everyone? Like, oh, I love you. Mm Mm-hmm. Signed your name. (laughs) But then why would he win a girlfriend's day competition specifically? Yeah. If there's no mention of girlfriend's day. In the card. Hmm. Anyways, it does not make sense. (laughs) We got a a whole lot to roast about this movie, so I'm going to start off... Oh, that was the end of the movie. Yeah, we're done now. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to start off our just sort of ending thoughts, ending notes, with I think the very few things that I thought I did like in this movie. One, I've already mentioned the music. I liked how it was Mm. L.A. noir sort of themed. 
Two, some of like the lines that they had, like some of the little like inspirational quotes I quite liked. Like the one that we mentioned before, never write for anyone, always write for someone. Yeah. That's that was good, good advice, man. <laughs> also, they're like, before the whole movie starts, there's a little quote on like a black screen or something um, that I kind of liked. The next time you get a greeting card that touches your heart, remember, someone somewhere wrote that. I was like, that's the sweetest thing. <laughs> also, can I just ask, when was the last time a greeting card touched your heart, Ashley? <laughs> um, my mom gave me a birthday card last year that had Batman on it, and it oh. was pretty sick. <laughs> what, did, what did it say inside, Ashley? It's probably like, happy birthday. <laughs> <laughs> that touched your heart. Sure yeah, did. It, yeah. Remembered it after all these years. <laughs> <laughs> greeting card writers are... I'm not saying that they're not important, I'm just wondering why there's a whole movie about them. Do either of you have greeting cards that have, like, touched your heart so much you've remembered them over, like, years? No. Um, <laughs> uh, no. No. <laughs> I mean, yeah, anyone who gave me a card that I really liked, it was always, like, handwritten. So not yeah. by these greeting card writers. <laughs> I think <laughs> greeting cards are what you use... To write your own thing on them. Yeah. Instead of just giving someone, like, a lined piece of paper <laughs> yeah. from Staples. You get them a cardboard greeting card. Because you see, like, the opening, and you're like, oh, that's cute. And you open it up, and there's, like, one word or something. But, like, the rest of the card is what the person who gave it to you wrote their for you. sweet little, yes. little thoughts. It's not really what the greeting card writer wrote so much as what the person who gave it to you wrote. Yeah. Right? Yeah, absolutely. Sorry to any greeting card writers out there who were fucking roasting. <laughs> if only that this world was uh, like this movie and we all knew who you were and could appreciate your fine work. Mm -hmm. The thing, though, about the greeting card that he had to write for the whole movie, we never... I'm not sure how I feel about the fact that we never saw what he wrote in the card. It, mm -hmm. it feels to me kind of like... You know how in, in movies, when they have, like, a jump cut somewhere, and they have that, like, and then I said joke? Yeah. They're like, and then I said, pigs don't fly. And then, oh. And then everyone laughs. <laughs> What's that like, one from Drake and Josh where you're like, and then I woke up with one foot in the toilet with a pie in my mouth or something like that. I don't know. Something like that. Yeah. It does seem a little cheap. bit cheap. Yeah. No, I disagree. I think okay. they shouldn't have showed us the card. Because okay. if we saw the card, we would judge it. That's, That's true. Right? And yeah. then there's no card they could possibly write that everyone would like. And that was yeah. the idea. That this card was so good. Everyone, even if they weren't girlfriends, mm. liked the card. Mm. The um, <laughs> inspector guy was like crying when he read it. <laughs> so I'm okay with them now giving us the card. Okay. okay. That's that a good sense. rebuttal. <laughs> Do we have any other final thoughts on this movie? I did find, like, this movie was only... 70 minutes. Yeah, barely <laughs> over an hour. And honestly, they could have used the other 30 to 50 minutes to, mm -hmm. like, add on more to the movie. It, it was very short, and it felt very short. And this is for someone that watched it at, like, 11.30 at night <laughs> and wanted to go to bed. So I was glad when it was over, but also was like, that's it, you know? Yeah. I felt that a lot of it wasn't wrapped up. Like, I, I had tons of questions. I still have tons yep. of questions about... Can we talk about some of these questions? Sure, sure, sure. Uh, very... We answered a couple of them. Thank you very much. <laughs> uh, both of you cleared up a couple things for me already. 
But I'm, like, still super confused about this movie. What are some of your questions? Like, what are the crazy ones? So, what happened to Taft, exactly? Oh, yeah. So he died. He got murdered, yeah. He got murdered, and then they framed it as a suicide. Yeah. And then that was it? Yeah. He got okay. murdered by Gandhi? Is it? Yeah. Here's what I, Is it because they needed something to have against Ray? Yes. Mm, is that so. the only reason why? Or do you think that they asked Taft to write a card and he said no? I thought, oh, yeah, that's good question. Why was, why was he murdered? I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Ooh. I thought, because, like, we found out at his funeral that, like, he was also writing the same mm-hmm. card that Ray had to write. So I was like, oh, he probably, like, did a super bad job. So they were like, oop, death. Let's <laughs> kill them. Uh, which is kind of yikes. But, okay. But that was super confusing because they uh-huh. never really, like, fully explained it. They were just sort of like, ooh, this guy is dead now. And they kind of moved on from that plot point. Yeah. Yeah, I thought Taft was working for the other brother because there was two brothers. Uh-huh. And then one of them... Ray was working. Ray's yeah, Ray was working was for working. the other brother. Yes. And Taft was working for the, the brother. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then I thought the, the company that Ray's brother was working for killed Taft because he was working for the other brother. Oh and they were God. just competing. I didn't even pick up on I that. No, I had no clue if that was true or not. <laughs> so many but I thought they were, the brothers were just competing with each other, so oh. they killed off each other's people. Oh. oh. <laughs> but know, I don't know if that's right. <laughs> there are a lot of reasons that they didn't give like, us Like, they didn't give one. us any information about their brother and their feuds, because we know that the brothers both had competing companies. Mm-hmm. They didn't talk to each other, and that one brother was willing to do anything in the world to have the best greeting cards. He was talking about how Christmas is like <laughs> the best holiday, and because Christ died in it. Well, and, okay. You know, like I didn't really understand what he was saying, but yeah, um, <laughs> I didn't understand a lot of this movie. <laughs> yeah. That would have been good to have another half an hour of explaining things that, uh, you know, we didn't know a lot about. Yeah. Which was a lot. This movie did not go in the direction I thought it was going to go in at all. Like, just by the IMDb summary Mm. and the first couple minutes of the movie, I thought, and I don't... Tell me what you guys thought when you were watching the movie, but I thought (laughs) (laughs) that the whole greeting card thing for Girlfriend's Day was going to be like... Like a secret message that was going to be sent. Yeah, me too. Yeah, me too. And I was like, oh, he had to write this card because they had to send it to some person in the mafia or something that would only, you know, the the message is girlfriend's day, and then that would mean something for him. You know what I mean? Or I thought it was something similar to that. I thought like maybe someone in the mafia had to give someone else a piece of information, so they wrote it on a card because yeah. that's like nondescript. No one would know that it's a secret piece of information yeah. and somehow the card gets into this ordinary guy's hands and everyone's chasing after the card and he thinks it's a normal card that he's going to give to his girlfriend mm. <laughs> yeah. i don't know damn at yeah. the very least it didn't make sense where they he told him to be hush hush about girlfriend the word girlfriend yeah. he kept telling him hush hush right like put mm. away the money and then <laughs> the mayor just announces it to the public yeah hey it's a girlfriend's day a new holiday Everyone knows. Oh, okay. Hush, hush. Yeah. (laughs) The way that they treat cards and who writes the cards is like drugs (laughs) in noir. Hmm. They do it under the table. Oh, that's true. You know, in very shady places. Mm. That's what they're trying to do. 
It doesn't work. Because no one fucking cares about cards. <laughs> That's an interesting concept when you explained it to me, but I did not pick up on that at all. That's so it didn't what, work. <laughs> it's, it's a noir, but they replaced all of the characters you would find in noir with card writers and things that have to do with cards. So Ray would be the detective who's getting chased by all these people for information mm. and what he's what everyone wants would be the drugs but here it's the cards and what's written in the cards and it's a stupid kind of concept that you would take and make into like a a full-length movie like okay maybe you can do like a short film on this I don't know but like it's a very strange extended metaphor that doesn't really work. Yeah. Yeah. It, That's what they were trying to do. Well, <laughs> it didn't work. I also, so just to clarify, the point of everything for the card was just to write a card? Like, that's it? The best card. The best. Well. The best card. And the competition that the card was from, like the mafia guys or whatever, they just wanted to, to have a submission Yep. Was that the point of this stupid movie? Yep. I thought there was yep. such deeper stuff. Oh my god, he's getting involved in like some deep underworld. They just wanted a submission for a stupid government contest? That's what this was all about? They wanted the best submission. Here's oh what my, my dad thinks it's about. They didn't say in the, when the mayor was saying, oh, Girlfriend's Day is now a thing. There's a competition. He didn't say anything about a prize. But pretend the prize is like a million dollars. For the best card. Mm -hmm. The only people eligible to write the card are people who are retired or people who haven't yet entered the mm -hmm. greeting card industry. So because Ray is retired, he's eligible. The two brothers and everyone that works for them are employed by greeting card companies, which makes them ineligible. Right. So Ray has to be the one who writes the card. That's why everyone's chasing after Ray, which is the dumbest thing because someone else could have written the card and been like, oh yeah, Ray wrote it. <laughs> yeah. well, that's really dumb though because at the end, it wasn't even Ray who gets the publicity, right? It was some yeah. random kid that they put up as a, as a front yeah. who's on the TV. It's the stupidest movie I've ever <laughs> goddamn seen in my entire 21-year life. I've seen 21 years worth of stupid movies and this is the worst. That is all I had for notes. Did you have anything else you wanted to add to anyone before we do um, ratings? I think we went over this a little bit. Like, the pacing is so weird. Yeah. Like, it's so slow and yeah. so fast at the same time. It's a short movie, but, like, the, the first half, nothing happens. And the second half, everything happens so quickly. It's like, wh what? Mm -hmm. I think they should have left themselves, like, more than half an hour, 45 minutes, to do an entire mystery mm -hmm. and like shows can do it because they follow like a a formula that's the same on like law and order <laughs> on like psych whatever cop show detective show you want to do but in movies because you have more time you can do more things you yeah. don't have to follow the same formula but they like didn't use that to their advantage and like use that 50 minutes to give us background or mm -hmm tie up loose ends or tell us anything that's worth mentioning or drawing out the case so we're actually involved in it or anything like that whatsoever. It wasn't very fully fleshed out, like the noir mystery part um, is what they were trying 
to do, but it was like half mystery, which is the second half, and half whatever it was <laughs> at the beginning. I don't even know what that was. And then most of the elements that they were trying to include, like the hallucinations with seeing the owl, the alcoholism, those were like completely glossed over, yeah. never mentioned again. So it's just like half-assed. I don't know. I didn't like it. It was not that great. I thought of another question. Right. Jill at the end, her and Ray like aren't together, right? Like they part ways <laughs> after this movie. Like she right? Be- she betrayed I assume him, so. right? Just making sure. Okay. 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 Yeah, they did not tie up that loose end. No, <laughs> they didn't. Guess this wasn't really a romantic comedy. No. In the end, was it? Wasn't <laughs> either of those things. <laughs> um okay, so we can get into the reviews. Um, we only have one IMDb review today, and that's a short one. And we have four um, letterbox reviews. <laughs> so do you want to do IMDb first? Sure. Um, the one and only review we have <laughs> from IMDb is by user OPEC. They gave it a 1 out of 10 stars, and their tagline is Saturday Night Live Sketch. <laughs> this might have been funny as a five-minute SNL sketch, but it didn't work as a movie. Don't waste your time. Nice. That is kind of exactly what you just said. It <laughs> yes. would have worked as a short movie, but... Yes, they I said mean. it better than I could. <laughs> uh, let's get into the letterbox review. So the first one out of four is by Billy Langsworthy, and he gave it two out of five stars. And Billy says, You've almost got to respect a film that manages to drag even with a running time of just 70 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> and next we have... A review by Brendan Ross, who gave it, who also gave it two out of five stars. Brendan says, Bland, the kid from Troll 2 is not a very good director. Which I guess the kid from Troll 2 directed this movie. Uh, okay. <laughs> we can return to this later. Let me get through this reviews first. The third review is by Briar Rose, who gave it two and a half out of five stars. I don't say this often, but this is a truly stupid film. <laughs> and the last review is by Molly Hajorth Johansson. I hope I'm saying that right. Who gave it three and a half stars. Molly says, saying, listen, I know I said a lot of nasty things about you. I just want you to know I was being really, really honest. <laughs> <laughs> to someone who had just hired you. Power move. I think he said it to his boss, who had also just fired him, though. Um, yeah, let's return to this. That's all the reviews. Let's return to this thing about the kid from Troll 2 um, directing this movie. Have you guys seen Troll or Troll 2? I have not. <laughs> Is Troll that, like, Pixar movie with the colorful little gnome things? No, that's, that's Trolls. Oh, never mind. <laughs> this is Troll Singular. Oh, okay. The one with, um... Justin Timberlake? Is he in that one? Oh my gosh. He's in Trolls, but this is Troll. Okay. It, it looks like a little... It's kind of like Leprechaun. That's Whoa. what it looks like. <laughs> I, I have don't know. not even heard of this movie. <laughs> Me neither. I've, uh, I don't know anything about it, but uh, I'm going to trust what that review said. And uh, I'm <laughs> well, looking it up now. Michael Stevenson directed Girlfriend's Day. <laughs> And Michael Stevenson, yes, is also in Trolls 2. So, um, the kid from Trolls 2 did direct this movie. <laughs> Thank you, Michael Stevenson. Yeah, let's get into our reviews now. 
Just for reference, IMDb gave this movie a 5.2 out of 10, and Rotten Tomatoes gave it a 43%. Whoa! Ooh. Now, we're going to be going over our reviews of the movie. Um, if you're new to the podcast, we rate all our movies on a scale of bad movies, so 1 out of a possible 10 uh, gold blooms. <laughs> it's our gold bloom scale. Is like so bad I could barely finish it, and 10 out of 10 is... For a bad movie, it's honestly not that bad. Adva, what did you think of this movie? <laughs> I'm really surprised by that Rotten Tomatoes score. 43%? I know. Oh my. Okay, well, I'm giving it a 2 out of 10. Mm. I I don't think... Maybe. I can think of a worse movie. That's why it can't be a 1. Yeah. Mm. But <laughs> I can't give it any more redeeming qualities on why it should be more than a 2. Yeah, yeah that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> Ashley... Yeah, I, I've i got to give it, like, 2.5, maybe, okay. just because the movie was bad. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not denying that. But it had, I think, a really good potential. To me, if I heard the elevator pitch, I'd be like, oh, that's kind of interesting. You want to do, like, an L.A. noir-themed movie? There's, like, <laughs> you know, something about greeting cards, but also, like, mo- like I'd be like, okay, you could do something with it. But they didn't do anything with it. There was, like, no climax to the movie. I don't know. It just, it felt like nothing happened at the beginning and then too much, but also nothing (laughs) (laughs) happened at the end. Yeah, I don't, it was, it had potential, I guess, but it was just not well executed. Um, I think Bob Odenkirk was one of the writers on this movie. And I hope he was uh, one of the good writers that gave us that good advice. Oh, wow. All of that. I don't know. He was... I did see him in Fargo, and he was good in that, but he just didn't, uh... I just didn't feel for him in this movie that much. So I'm gonna give it, like, a one and a half. Man, you know, he had a lot going for him that you should have felt for him. He, like, (laughs) his ex-wife left him for another man. He's an alcoholic. He's having these creepy dreams. He just got fired. Uh But you honestly didn't care about him because (laughs) he had to write 20 words (laughs) maximum and he didn't do that they could have been like the worst words of his life they didn't have to be great they just had to be from him it's a job man it's a job paid for it just do it (laughs) and like his wife left him for a a very good reason right like if you're not (laughs) being romantic to your wife in any way i mean you got what's coming to you i I don't (laughs) i don't feel bad for him yeah that's it i guess those were our thoughts on the movie. If you have any thoughts, we have an email. It's badmoviesundaypodcast at gmail.com. We're also on Letterboxd and Twitter. They're both at BMS Podcast. That's all, folks. I'm Amy. I'm Ashley. And I'm Adva. We'll see you next next week. Jokes. We are back. The results are in, folks. And, uh... We got the the winner of the game that we were playing today. And uh, Ashley, who is the winner? It's uh it's you girl. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we tallied them up and from what we counted I got 26, Ashley got 10 and Adva got 5. But you know what? That's not bad for our first time doing anything like this. Yeah, that was interesting. We may try it again if you guys found that as interesting as we did. Uh, We had a lot of fun. Adva's not here in the studio right now, but uh, thank you if you're listening, Adva. 
uh, for being our guinea pig and, and testing it out. And yeah. Thanks, everyone, for listening also. And we will see you next, next week for real. Again. Again. Okay. Goodbye. <laughs>